are mucus free. We 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 are mucus free. Greetings, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Mucus Free Life Podcast. And I am Professor Spira and uh, really excited to be here. And we have a wonderful show for you today. A great friend of mine is going to be on the program, Israel Frutal. And uh, we're going to talk about transition, the ups and downs of the transition diet, the reality of the mucus diet healing system transitioning and how difficult it really is how difficult it can be and hopefully we will give you some inspiration and uh, motivation and put things into perspective because that's one thing that i notice amongst many raw foodists and people in some of these different plant-based communities they do not put into proper perspective what it takes to properly permanently and effectively transition the body so that you can be off of pus and mucus forming foods and really making that a priority and understanding that it's not an overnight thing. There's periods of time when you're going to be doing great and feeling on top of the world and being, oh, wow, i am been really clean. And then there's going to be other times where <clears throat> you're eating things that you know that you you don't really want to eat it, but physiologically you're at a space where that's where you're at. You're overcoming a certain addiction and a certain craving. So we're going to get into that a little bit. And before we do that, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, NordVPN. And I haven't had a whole lot of sponsors over the years on uh, where I would talk about other people's products, but... This is one case where I think everybody needs to have a VPN, a virtual, private network. If you don't have one of those yet, you need to have it on your computer, on your phone, because it's all about privacy. In this next era that we're moving toward, it is really about privacy, because that's what uh, the, the powers that shouldn't be are trying to take from us. And for... and the more that we comply and say, oh yeah, take, okay, sign on the little line, hit the button, don't read the privacy statement, just click all of everything away. Uh, and if you have the illusion that you're, uh, you, what you do online is private and that kind of stuff, then you got to upgrade your thinking process uh, and also upgrade your computer. So uh, NordVPN, I've used it for almost 10 years I think nine or some some years and I've used VPNs for about the past 20 years and so they're very important if you don't want to be spied on you don't want all of your data to go directly to the centralized hubs of information where they farm information about you so they can try to sell you stuff then they can try to hold things over you at some point uh it's a bad scene. This is how it was one of the easy, simple, affordable ways to prevent that from happening, to be able to 
maintain your privacy. So I definitely encourage you, if you don't have it yet and you're interested and you want to help the show out, click the link down below uh, to get your uh, NordVPN subscription. It helps out the program, helps out what we're trying to do here, but also helps you out because if you're not into the VPN world yet, you need to be getting there because things things are getting crazy and they're going to get crazier in terms of the censorship in terms of uh government reaching in and wanting to know every little thing that you're doing in your life and trying to force things upon you the coercion you need to get this poison dosage to be a part of the the clan you know all this kind of stuff you know i'm done with that where it's over for that so we need to just maintain our privacy and protect ourselves wherever we are. So, without further ado, I want to introduce all of you to my good friend Israel Frutal. And uh, what's going on, Israel? Hey, what's up, Spira? It's a great pleasure to be here as always and connect with the whole community. I hope I can be as fun and informative as your previous guest has been, and, and I'm I'm here, man. Let's do it. Yeah, man. So uh, Israel is from uh, Monterrey, Mexico, and uh, has been practicing the mucus's diet for a number of years. He is the uh, uh, did the translation of the Spanish version of the annotated, revised, and edited mucus's diet healing system. And he has, uh, he's co-founder of a family-owned vegan pizzeria, uh, Exterios. Exterios, yes. <laughs> and uh, is one of the first vegan restaurants in Mexico. And he's uh, an ex- exceptional artist and chef. He's got wonderful art you can see behind him, the, uh, the, the great... Uh, some of the great paintings he's got back there. You can check out his Instagram. He's got a lot of fruit art. Uh, where you make these mandalas in different forms out of fruit, which are really cool. And uh, uh, and there's been almost a decade where he's been preparing food as a chef, making plant-based food, plant-based meals. And he's uh, also an avid cyclist and into the physical fitness so uh so welcome welcome to the show israel thank you thank you spirit it's that's a great description i don't know where you got (laughs) but but yeah i try to do what i what i can you know yeah yeah man so uh so let's talk a little bit about how you got introduced into the mucus diet healing system how you got started kind of kind of as you were coming up what how you used to eat uh, kind of what what kind of stuff that you used to eat and then once you got exposed to the mucus's diet uh and just the plant-based vegan path in general what that looked like how how that came about okay well i was raised with a typical mexican diet which is main well where i live in the north of mexico monterey especially here people are quite addicted quite mm, lovers of meat you know they love to eat their meat they can have it for breakfast even Mm. yeah yeah and there's there's this typical sunday morning ritual where where 
parts of Mexico and Monterrey is one of them. Um, there's this meat, uh, meat thing called barbacoa, which you won't believe. I don't know how, like what uh, things you do up in the United States, but this is something maybe it's the first time you hear it. Mm. But barbacoa is basically the tail and the cheek and the tongue of the cow <laughs> and it's just they they cook it for many hours actually my dad used to do it i hope he doesn't do it anymore but mm. used to cook it in the house and the whole house would smell bad you know it's, mm. it's tongue you're cooking a tongue yeah yeah for i don't know a couple hours or so and after that they just I don't know what's the term in English, but ground it with a knife. They cut it up really, really fine. Yeah, maybe mince it or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and they mince it really, really fine until the whole meat is like ready to be put in your taco, you know. And that's such a typical Sunday morning thing here in the north of Mexico. Wow. So, you know, where I'm coming from, where I grew up and how the meat calls <laughs> that's a tongue for breakfast let's move <laughs> <laughs> sounds bizarre wow. so common you wouldn't even believe it, man. yeah like, wow yeah everybody who eats meat is like oh yeah taquitos de barbacoa in the morning you know and and i don't know they could even have it with some beer or i don't know it things get wild you know mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 right <laughs> Yeah, I grew up, I, I'm still living here. I lived in the United States for a couple years, mm -hmm. from 2010 to 2012. I was back, back in Mexico. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I never really questioned my diet until 2011, I think, is the year I started to think more about it. But yeah, before that, I was just eating you know, the scrambled eggs and the pancakes and the cereal and chocolate milk and whatever, you know, meat, pizza. I don't know. Mostly in Mexico, we eat a lot of beans and mm. you know, tortillas, corn tortillas for the tacos. So that isn't as bad, but still I was eating tons of mucus and tons of post-forming foods, you know. Yeah, man. It's, yeah. it's Mexico, a lot of meat consumption. For now, me. how, what about, were you eating, what was your fruit eating habit at that time? Or your just your vegetable eating, did you eat any fruits and vegetables? Or that was just sort of like an afterthought where you maybe you would have a little bit That's here and there? That's a good question, man. That's a really nice question because, well, we can go back to my, when I was a baby, there's this video of me just digging in some scrambled eggs with papaya mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know where i got that combination from i just know that in the yeah. video seem to be enjoying it you know so, yeah wow yeah that's that, that was when i was a baby then i don't think it was a habit god forbids that you know i don't think it was a habit but mm. i did that and Basically, fruit was just uh, 
dessert of some sort, you know, like something you eat after a meal or you definitely wouldn't eat a meal of like a meal of fruit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there is this tendency here in Mexico. Maybe you've seen the, the chili powder that I'm going to mention, but it's called tajin. It's really common in the United States, too. It's, I think, a worldwide product because mm. of how far it's gotten. But it's the most popular chili powder brand, you know. And, mm. and people, I don't know, they open the mango, they cut up the mango, they cut up the pineapple, they cut up, I don't know, even watermelon, anything. And they pour... Put it on there, yeah. They pour the whole, you know, the whole chili powder and... That's very common for it to happen here for the fruit vendors in the streets. They give you the fruit, but also ask you for chili or like um, syrupy chili, like spicy. We like spice, man. And it's, mm. um, no, it's, it's basically in everything. But to me, having it on fruit is just like putting fruit on a pizza or cooking fruit in like the watermelon in the barbecue. Mm real you know like it's one of those things that i don't know where you when you think of doing that like doing <laughs> fruit like that but i don't know as long as they're eating some fruit i guess it's not as bad not the best way to have it and that was it man i was eating like the fruit powder with the fruit with chili powder um some here and there grapes or Mango was definitely on my list. It's a very common fruit here in Mexico, ataulfo mangoes, mm. and also some called manila, which I think um, are from the Philippines or mm. something, mm. like a namdok mai kind. And yeah, man, fruit was just just kind of yeah. yeah there. You know, you have it if you feel like it. So mm. when when did you? start to make a change or did you have any health issues or did you just get exposed to plant-based lifestyle and just it look you knew it was for you you saw it and you were like that that makes sense yeah well thankfully thank god i didn't have any any medical uh, condition that i needed to to treat or anything it was just, as you say, I got exposed to this information through, I believe, first thing it was Earthlings documentary. Mm. I watched it. it. It made me go vegetarian, tried a little dabbling in the vegan diet, but I was mainly eating, focused on not eating the meat, you know, mm. and that was on late 2011, I believe, and, and from there... I started watching more YouTube channels that talked about a plant-based diet, mainly like fruit people, like 801010, who eat a ton of fruit, and Harley, the Gordon Rider, Life Regenerator, mm -hmm. those fellas that, that promoted, or yeah, I don't know if they still do, but promoted back then the, the fruit eating, you know? And I watched that and I was still like, should I do it? Should I not? Like, you know, jumping, like just putting my toe on the water to see. And, and how, how old were you at that time? I was 
16 when I went vegetarian and I think I turned 17 just before going uh, raw vegan. Yeah, I was 17 because I remember when I turned 17, my aunt visit, we had like a family gathering and my, my aunt came with a big cake and she's like, this is your favorite cake, you know, like it's a version of Milky Way that some bakery does mm. around here. Mm. And really popular among fellas and and imagine like trying to do the vegan diet and you're still not a hundred percent like into it and then your your aunt comes with a big ass cake and it's like a hey, happy birthday, your favorite cake. <laughs> yeah. I was quite in a situation, you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I of course could have right now and yeah, it's been a while since I think I would have just said no, was a, I'm not into it. Thank you. I appreciate the gesture, but we can share it or you can have it. I don't know, you know, but yeah. I, right now, but back then, as I wasn't mm, too into it, I, I, I just ate it, you know, I, mm -hmm. uh, I, I digged in and my, I remember my cousin who is not vegetarian or anything, he's bigger than me. And he was like, oh, so, so what about the vegan diet? You know, like while I was eating the cake and made me feel, making me feel worse for being eating it. And, and in my mind, it was that kind of hippie mentality, mm. Buddha. Uh, the Dalai Lama thing, or mm. they say, they offer me meat, yeah, I shall eat meat, but, right. yeah, and it's not what I was, yeah, back then, I, I, I didn't want to offend my, my aunt, right, I, I thought that was an offense, but, but yeah, that was, like, my last things I ate as a non-vegan, and I had this weird um, experience where my mom and my grandma used to cook Pinto beans for for me and my family because they knew well we are going vegan trying to go vegan and beans well they believe they have a lot of protein and you need to eat your beans you know so they prepare the beans but there was a secret ingredient <laughs> that I, I didn't know about until I don't know how many weeks I ate those beans but one day my mother was looking at my grandma with a weird face kind of kind of smiling kinda, i don't know weird you know and you know when your family you know them and and it's like hey what's what's happening and, and she's like no nah, nothing no don't worry and my grandma kept like this smirk i don't know like this this <laughs> yeah and i was like nah just tell me what's going on <clears throat> and, and they told me like I don't know if sometimes or if they uh, always did it, but they cooked the beans on that occasion with with pig lard. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and it's common for people to do that around here, so you're not safe even in, in like if you go to a non-vegan restaurant because of family or something, and you want other beans with corn chips or something. It, yeah, it ain't gonna happen, you know, because mm. most use that that thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that thing. <laughs> but, 
thing, you know, and it's, it's of course, part of the industry. They want to use every single bit. They don't want to lose anything. The bones shall go to the gelatin stuff. And, mm -hmm. uh, right. So they don't want to lose a single thing. Every, everything has to sell everything. Right. Big, large, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah. basically, did, now, did, did you... Did you not eat those beans or did you did you eat them or you were already eating them and then found out that that was in there? I was already eating them. I stopped eating them, of course. I got really pissed at Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as much as you can be pissed to your family members who you know weren't trying to harm you, but yeah, I was like ah, like how many times have I eaten these beans cooked with Piglar, you know, and yeah. I was thinking in my head like yeah i'm vegetarian or whatever but but yeah after that i i was watching more of the raw food videos in that period mm. of time so i went i i was i was so mad and so like determined to like i'm gonna you know I'm yeah gonna yeah yeah about it you know so i went robbing and i was like fudge all of this i'm right. like Going straight to the fruits and vegetables, and and yeah, first like I cold turkey, you know, like not even trying the vegan diet for uh, some years or something. Which right now I feel I'm paying the. <laughs> You're back, yeah, yeah, back to that, yeah, <laughs> back there, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, man, I I just went cold turkey, never looked back. I stayed in that thing for in that diet for two and a half years i believe a hundred mm. and I, I didn't mess around i wanted to be a hundred percent you know like yeah yeah i just wanted to get that satisfaction of being a hundred percent right because right. <laughs> now it was when did i meet you were, were you in that were you was that your raw period i don't even know man i don't even know because i think i was trying to fit in yeah yeah, yeah. i read the mucus diet in 2014 i think and i was trying like nah i know professor eric said that raw fanatics and this and that <laughs> right uh, i can do it i can yeah 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 yeah, yeah. This out, you know but now nah, i was just fooling myself because uh, it was like i had that cook uh, mucus less options that eric was offering but I was like, no, 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 I want to be raw. I want to stay raw. And Christina, fully raw Christina, has been, like, for many years. And Crater, mm -hmm. many years. Like, they are black belt raw foodies, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so I kept that idea in my mind. And I, I think that's when I wanted to, like, remain raw. But then I was eating the avocados, and I was like, this is mucus forming according to the mucus diet. So I was just like not knowing what to do until I surrender, you know, like I let go of the raw food thing. And now, so when, yeah. when did you actually read the mucus diet healing system book? Or was, who, who gave it to you or where did you hear about it? All right. It was the year 2014. I found out about the diet because I was crawling through some videos. I think it was a video about vegetarian or something like, I don't mm. know, some video. And 
one comment mentioned brother Err and his fast 40 day fast and i just was curious to know what was going on who was brother Err. i searched for him on youtube i watched one of your immortality pipelines mm -hmm. video where he was like really deep he still is you know but back then he was like touch yeah 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 like you put such <laughs> passion you know yeah and, yeah yeah and yeah it, it 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 i don't know i heard what i needed to hear and what it resonated so much with me so that's when i was like let's search for the mucus diet i think i read the pdf but i don't like pdfs much because yeah i'm more into mm. reading physical book so i ordered it i think it went to the united states and my cousin who lives there brought it to me and i i wanted to read it in a, in a day you know the whole thing because it was so interesting to me hearing such perspective you know it was more more of a open-minded perspective not mm. as not as you militant you know like you gotta be this and right your raw food is i mean if you eat cooked food you're uh, out you're out yeah. of the, you're out of the the family <laughs> you know like yeah so i read it and i think i i actually opened facebook not uh, not long uh before that because i had been off social media mm. with uh, raw foods i opened it and I got into your group, Facebook group, and it was so chill, you know, like I loved it since the beginning. It was such a comforting place for me and shared some poems. I, I believe in the beginning, I shared some poems and inspired by my by the, my practice and the mucus diet. And you contact me because of the translation and, and yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it's taking <laughs> taking me back too, you know, back to the you know, the two thousand fourteen days and two thousand fifteen. And uh yeah. Yeah, so that's and so this this is a real important testimony to hear for people that are if you find yourself stuck in in, in some of these more extreme kind of radical uh spaces. And for us, like Eric talked about the radical uh, or fanatic raw foodist, we, we're not against raw foodists or ism or raw foods. Most of what we eat is raw. We just don't think about it like that. And we don't villainize and think that all cooked food is created equal because it's not. There's a huge difference between cooked beans with lard and... Yeah cooked collard greens or or steamed spinach or cabbage or something like their you know baked cabbage it's very different and uh one leaves behind slime and turns acidic and nasty in the body and the other is uh doesn't do that and can actually help broom things out of the intestines and help things eliminate so it's very uh yeah very very different and so, uh, so yeah, so you were you were getting into some of, some of our materials. You joined the uh, yeah, joined the group, and then uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember. 
if <clears> I if can't remember if you if you reached out or I reached out or yeah, I guess I don't I don't even remember how we how that happened. You reached out and was like, ah, you you wrote a good poem. I really dig your poem, and I don't know if you're interested in translating the the mucus And of course, I was like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think twice. I wasn't like thinking of am I getting paid? What's gonna happen? Like I just wanted to translate it, you know. And, yeah. And get my hands on it and do some service for the community because honestly, it's I had a hard time like telling people read this book and some of them would be like I don't understand English I don't yeah I don't speak English and trying to bring this into my like community local community it was a a really nice uh, unnecessary thing. To really and it was nice for me to do it it was a pleasure actually because I got to work with with my uh, she passed away uh, but my grandma my mm. great uh, aunt my grand aunt and my grandma both did work on the book because mm. they were teachers back back in the day and so I I showed them a little they got to know some of my some of my life you know through the book and and well i don't want to deviate but my great aunt um she definitely benefited uh, from the from the practice you know from mm -hmm. the book because she was she was gonna be placed in uh what's it called like the elderly like the place yeah, like a nursing home yeah a nursing home and they were gonna let her just like, yeah, you're on your own, and and she was sick. <clears throat> she she was gonna put also on a dialysis, I think it's the mm, word. Yeah. And she wasn't filtering, and and I remember the first time I saw her after I knew she was sick, she just looked at me and with blank eyes, you know, like she didn't even know who we were and didn't recognize us and it was she was like foggy you know like many gases i believe were in circulation mm -hmm. in brain or something and of course i knew what to do or i was like let me try to do something and she was into like i put her on a strict regimen without her knowing because she wouldn't have agreed honestly but just we changed her diet and she was so bad feeling so bad she didn't even notice we were giving him we we're giving her only fruits you know mm. yeah it's like watermelon for breakfast for lunch and pears and figs and many many fruits mostly juicy fruits like papaya mm -hmm. I don't know, it was a matter of weeks and she was such a different person, you know, such a different person. And it basically, I believe, and many people, many family members believe that it changed her life because mm. she she was told, like, you're down to this path, dialysis and and being on bed, watching watching the TV and stuff. But we actually helped her live uh, her last years were live better you know not in uh, dialysis
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great, man. And that's that's the power that people don't don't realize that like, when it comes down as we talk a lot about there's the, the, the lifestyle and that's what we try to get people to get into when you're younger so that you can have longevity, you can stay younger, longer. And uh but for folks that are really suffering or on their deathbed, this this becomes the last resort. It's like this is the last opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I appreciate you for, for sharing that. She wasn't doing the animals, you know. If she had done the animals, mm-hmm. it have been much faster. And yeah. That change would have been more, yeah, more evident at mm-hmm. first. It took some time for the fruit to move everything and, and start eliminating mm-hmm. all that was making her feel bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, enemas are something that most people are like, nah, right away. Like, <laughs> I won't get into it. Is these. that the fo- <laughs> folks in Mexico aren't really, nah. they're, they're not really on that. <laughs> yeah, because of the men, particularly because of the macho mentality. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Something, you know, like it might be high or whatever. And it's like, you don't even know. Like, if you knew, but. What I could do without the enemas, because I remember you talking about the laxative effect, and Eric also talks about the laxative effect of of dried fruits and uh, the juicy fruits mixed. Like you eat first the juicy or the dry, and then. Well, if you have the dry, dried fruit and then follow it up with you, juicy fruit, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't give her, like, she didn't eat the apples, but with the. With the what's the word for? I forgot the word in English, but which are like uh, raisin, big raisins. What prune? Prunes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I gave her prunes. Mm-hmm. My mom. I told my mom go and give her some prunes because mm. she she hadn't gone into that. This was when she was in the hospital, and she hadn't gone to a restroom and. Two weeks, I believe. Whoa! Uh, wow. Yeah, holding much, like you know, a lot of things, and yeah, and uh, prunes just like from open the gate, and yep. everything flowed. And my aunt, my uncle was taking care of her that night after my mom left, and and he was like, "No, oh, you like mad because she had gone like." to the restroom and didn't go the whole she didn't make it to the toilet you know and yeah. and there was ass around but i'm like dude who cares if she right. two weeks without going to the restroom like when since like how do you even consider that normal or like couldn't do something about it you know like mm-mm. but yeah I, I try to do what i can and i help her but when she felt better, like she got strength and she was back to the game, you know, she started eating pus again, you know, and she was right. like, yeah. "Nah, I don't care if if it if this kills me, you know." She was straightforward, like, "I wanna eat this right now, mm. and it makes me happy to eat it." And it was a little, little, you know, that she wouldn't eat much, like mm. basically. I think that helped a lot, but eventually that little, little, little 
became an obstruction that she couldn't handle and yeah she passed away mm. but but at first i mean we she was given another chance and and definitely more years of life you know mm -hmm. yeah and uh see i wanted to show everybody what the the annotated version looks like because we you know, I haven't talked a lot about it. A lot of people don't even know it exists, but uh, yeah, this is this is this is what we got here: the the uh, Spanish language. Uh, really nice. Jesus die. Yep. Translated by Israel Frutal. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and if, so if anybody out there, if you know people that speak Spanish, or you. Uh, Want to get your get your hands on this one? You definitely want to get a get a copy of that. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I'm like in the business. Um, I spend a ton of time in the kitchen, like making pizzas and stuff. Mm. But my mom is the one who has contact with our clients, our customers, and and she she loves your work. Mm. Honestly, my mom is like really a fan of your work and. And she applies what she like in her ways, you know, because she still smokes cigarettes and mm. she I a vegan diet like ninety nine percent of the time. I, I don't remember the last time she ate something non vegan. Mm. But she isn't like I'm vegan, you know, she just eats as clean as she can most of the time. Uh doesn't eat much fruits and vegetables, but she's learned uh that truth about milk is the hard way because if she's noticed she's noticed that when she eats at night let's say after nine or something and she eats something fatty mm. even if avocado you know like something fatty mm -hmm. she gets this headache and i she believes it comes it roots from a bad uh, dentistry mm. it, like someone didn't know how to treat her right and and some problem rooted from that, but a trigger is mucus forming foods for her. Like when she eats those, <clears throat> she gets this really big headache at night and doesn't quite sleep. So what I was going with all of this is she uh, she does what she can, and with the customer she's like, hey, you should read the mucus design. Like yeah, too many people and. And there's several that are, that are not like messing around and they look for the book and even like, I think in your face, buy the book on Amazon, you know, like they, they really like it. I'd only heard of one couple that came and said, oh yeah, I know Professor Spears work and the mm. <clears throat> mucus aside and, and my boyfriend lost like 60 or I don't know how many pounds, like she, he was really mm. overweight and lost most of it through fasting and i was quite surprised to to hear because it's i believe the only people others i've heard are rough foodies but like the mucus lizard are the only folks i've heard yeah mm. yeah interesting so uh so talk a little bit about uh yeah kind of the your your transition you know you got your early days of uh of the the raw days and you start getting into the mucus's diet then sounds like you start transitioning into kind of a mu the uh an extended mucus lean type of period so let, let, let's hear hear a little bit about that i feel exposed man <laughs> uh, 
it's it is what it is, bro. It is what it is, and and that's the reality, you know. Because I did feel bad in the beginning, like you mentioned. Like sometimes you you feel bad because you know you shouldn't be eating those foods, but still physiologically you're attracted to them, and you're like, this is not the best for me, but you're still there, you know. So I'd say most of it, most of the reason why I haven't been eating as clean, nearly as clean as I used to. Uh, I won't say it's stress because everything is an excuse because when you really want to do something and focus, like laser focus, you do it, you know, but definitely a factor for me, I consider it to be stressful work. I work a ton of hours a day, like only rest on Monday and Tuesday, but the rest of the week is like minimum 10 hours a day working and kitchen work is so exhausting, you know, and it's hard. And you're pretty much preparing food that whole time or you like prepare food. I know you used to uh, ride your bike delivering. It was like the delivery service. No, and I never had a delivery service. I was just for yeah, I, I rode my bike and got my food, but now I don't even have time for that, you know, mm. like every time it gets more and more uh, busy to be like the business, to be running the business. And, and yeah, man, I mean, I still eat my fruit for breakfast. I still do my animals here and there. But not nearly, I'm not nearly as strict or not as strict, just as disciplined as I used to be back then. And I've been trying not to over relax about it, but because it's in my mind, you know, like I should do better and I should definitely uh, eat less of this. And it's not like I eat the worst diet. I try to keep it pretty plant-based, but um, still it's not, it's not the romaine lettuce with cucumber and just, <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> yeah 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 that's that's not enough for me right now i feel that when i'm eating you know like i need i'm i know i need to transition back to that being enough because at some point i even did the 160 days like four years ago of, yeah of juice fasting yeah 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 you no know, there's it's just a matter of really really focusing but i guess right now my focus is like in so many things and i lost track you know I, I something really really important for me as a mucus diet i really lost track of it and just deviated and mm. started in many mucus forming foods you know and having a pizzeria running a pizzeria, <laughs> yeah. best place to be experiencing that you know and it doesn't help and I wonder, like, why didn't I open a use bar or like a salad, uh, something, you know? But honestly, I mean, I could have have, like, I could have done that, but and maybe in the future I will with another when I have more time and mm. yeah, leave Xtrellos running by itself. But for now, I think it was what people really needed, and I, yeah, pizza is such a classic food worldwide you know and yeah and i think i remember us even talking about that when you had first opened it because you you had considered that and you were like well there's just there's not a market yet for that you know where you're at in mexico or was it that uh 
where like if you're in Miami, you can open up a juice bar or open up a yeah. you know raw food joint or a vegan restaurant or something. And and I know you were looking at one point looking into doing mm-hmm. a, a more of a like a traditional vegan kind of restaurant that would have had more stuff and salads and that kind of stuff. And then that that didn't work out. But you you sort of found found a sweet spot that you're like okay we can we can. Cause we can uh, appeal to to folks and get them transitioning to something, and uh, something. I mean, it's only pizza, but if I mean, like twenty percent of my customers aren't vegan, you know, and and honestly, to me, that that's like, whoa, I'm making them eat vegan pizza, which is only tapioca cheese and homemade uh, fresh tomato sauce, and the bread, of course, uh, that's what's very mucus forming and which is white flour based mm-hmm. but i mean i put a ton of vegetables i also have some styles that are definitely not part of the mucus. <laughs> not, <laughs> not not recommended yeah yeah, I, yeah. Like, I haven't had like i might eat many stuff many mucus forming foods but it's a pride of mine like a personal satisfaction to know like i haven't eaten white potatoes or white rice in almost a decade so nice yeah like that's and for example we have like uh, fries and Mm -hmm. i don't eat fries you know it's not something that i'm really into and the whole menu has just gotten to be something that i'm more like looking at and preparing it but not being a part of like consuming it you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. and that's uh and there's a lot of people that have that uh that either work in the food industry or i mean there's folks that practice uh, someone recently i think they they quit that job but they were uh they were delivering pizzas for like Domino's or something while they were trying to get into the muses diet, you know, and it's, uh, it's one of those things where wherever you're coming from, see, this is the real life. This is the real stuff where, you know, where it's like, we have to, the, then the next part is to me though, is like, is the plan, uh, sort of looking into the future and, and lining things up to continue to transition you know, where you're kind of like, okay, this is the reality now, but mm-hmm. where, where am I going? You know, where, where, what's the, the direction, you know, if it's, for instance, if for folks that live in terrible climates where it's cold all the time and snowing, then you might have a plan where it's like, okay, in five years, I'm going to have enough save to move South. Uh, move somewhere else is warm, you know, but that's part of that, the planning process. And uh, so not being so hard on yourself where you're at, but it's like, okay, this, this is where I'm going. Where you get that, that real clear uh, defined idea of uh, envision of, of where you want to be and, uh, and how you're going to get there and, uh, and then, then take action on it, you know, and that's, that's the main, the main thing. I mean, recognize what's not, making you go uh, or stay on track or eat better you know like notice what triggers you to going back to the foods you know you shouldn't be eating and just you can accept it and it's part of your cravings and part of who you, your personal transition you know mm-hmm. but still you gotta 
think of the future and how you want to overcome that, you know. And for me, it's definitely like looking at having less stress on my day because I know stress can lead me to eating corn chips with refried beans. Mm -hmm. so I don't pick lard, but still refried beans. And right. It's something I noticed, and when I notice that, I'm like, oh, okay, so I, I got to do something about it, you know, and not just stay all, like, relaxed about it. And yeah. Not to harm myself, but I don't want to be too too loosey and forget about about that transition, you know, and that I'm doing, definitely doing something. And Yeah. I mean, and you, you know, the, it's like, you know, the principles, you know, the <laughs> better than a lot of people. And, uh, so you, you know, kind of how to, that now, now brother, brother air was here. He'd be like, man, do your enemas, <laughs> you know, get into, get into the enemas again, you know, and just get, get a consistency with those. Uh, cause that just kind of helps control those other cravings, you know, it's, and it's, cause it's not like those cravings go away, uh, all together immediately but just to keep you know the more that you keep the stuff moving yeah it's true it's true animals <laughs> are super important and i i definitely used to them daily back then but i yeah i deviated i started doing them less and less i still promote them and many mm -hmm. people around me have done their first animal thanks to to my recommendations and I also get them the, their first bag, you know, it's a disposable one, but mm -hmm. it's, hey, here's your bag, just get some of this to water mm -hmm. and go for it, you know, and yeah, yeah. my girlfriend has done it and many people that I know, my mother, you know, like, it's, it's still part of my philosophy and it always will be, but personally, I need to get yeah back. you fell you fell, fell off the wagon just a little bit <laughs> yeah definitely but i I'm, I'm also thinking like dude I don't, I don't know if this is part of a like a relapse or transitional blockage or like you say i really have to to move that with the animals you know and because i think of people back in the day in the mucusless group and um, for example uh, Doug Bronson or mm. or um, I don't know uh, Ronnie Ronnie Rask he used to to write Tobin you know Tobin I haven't heard about Tobin in a, in a yeah well Tobin uh, yeah he's still as far as I know yeah they're 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 on point he came to the uh, in 2019 they came uh, him uh, and his partner came to the uh, Arnold Eret day celebration and uh so yeah but uh but what's interesting that i noticed a lot of folks that go down this path there is it's almost like this there's this natural part of if if you aren't really on social media for business purposes or as an educator and, and where you have a passion to do that to put up with it you get off of it and so there's a number of people that were yeah back in, in the day you talking about that I know they still practice a diet but they just they've gotten off of social media they're just I'm done you know they just get off and uh, and so that's good for them and that's of course that's elevating it's not the greatest for getting the mucus's diet information out <laughs> out in the world because it's like as soon as you evolve and you get cleaned up you're like. I don't want to be on here anymore. 
So it's very understandable, but it's, it's one of those things where I've, I've kind of been like, all right, I'm on here for one reason. Cause if it wasn't for Mucus's diet, uh, or my music, I wouldn't be on social media like that. You know, I just, you know, but, but there's a purpose and it can be used as a, as a good tool, but yeah, but we do have those, uh, uh, it's kind of the, the fallen soldiers that and folks that were really, <laughs> you know, really, really into the diet at one point, just real hardcore, just, hey, just really into it and this kind of stuff. And, uh, as brother air often says, he's like, okay, we're, we're going to see in 10 years. If you still are, if you're still as passionate about the diet as you were, uh, when folks are in it, those first couple years of doing it. And, uh, and that, and that's unfortunate. That's true. Cause there's a lot of folks, they can't, they don't get it. They either, cause and in some of those cases, they, there were folks that, that they would refuse to do like what you're doing. Like what they refuse to, to just take that step back and you get into sort of the, is like a vegetarian type of mode or vegan mode or whatever. And you just, and cause there's ways to eat like that where you're still, uh, acknowledging the principles of the transition diet because it, it's like if if all you do if you get up and and you're eating it's like yeah you're not doing mucus diet if you get up and you're having like impossible sausages in the morning and yeah. and, and and you know with pancakes vegan pancakes and then in the afternoon, you got, well, you know, it's like if you're eating like that with all the, pro- like, no, you're not practicing the mucus's diet. But if you are eating, you know, you're eating your fruit in the morning and in the afternoon, maybe you have uh-huh. a salad with some cooked vegetables and maybe some beans or maybe some some type of mucus item. But if you just have, if your mucus items are controlled, and it, it, like I always say, always have a big salad with it, with whatever's happening, uh, and, and and monitor its elimination. You know that's that's part of those principles. That even if you start to eat less than uh, perfect, that that's you know th- those are things that that you can continue to do. And as you do progressively over time your body is still going to change and clean itself up and you get to a point where you can't really handle some of that stuff anymore you know the old older stuff or you go back and try profit some something processed and it's like oh i can't do that and like you said you've stayed off of the white rice and the white potatoes and uh you would uh, you would be in serious pain if you <laughs> you went back and, and messed with them yeah i tried to do my best. I know I could definitely do better, but I don't uh, put myself down too much because, as you say, there's folks who have definitely gone all the way back to the meat eating and the eggs, you know, and blaming, like, nutritionally uh, justifying it, you know, like right. the omegas and the protein and this and that, and it's just like, nah, you just couldn't handle the the diet, the transition, you 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 couldn't work it for you, you know, and were too aggressive, uh, maybe. And for me, it's just about still eating my fruit, my salad. Uh, what I notice is that sometimes, as you say, it's a 
prolonged like it prolongs more than i would like to but mm. but yeah man it is what it is and i don't forget about the mucus beside and the basic principles don't drink water or liquids with your food you know mm. and do your enemas here and there and the salad is very important to have the salad so because if not you tend to eat tons of mucus forming foods and the salad helps you build space you know in the stomach and yeah i'm not into like many people might think i'm fruitarian or something and i wasn't ever a fruitarian you know like i had i had periods of time where i eat only fruit and only use or only water but now i work the transition with many different foods and and what I mean by getting going up the wagon is just using more mucus forming foods than I used to back then because right. then it was more like quinoa or you know like and part of the reason why I feel I'm going through this right now is because I skipped I went cold turkey to the to the raw foods you know which is not a good idea mm. maybe you want to experience more of the vegan foods before heading that way and and then i went to the mucus design really strict like yeah animals every day and i was really disciplined about it but it came out like uh that toll had to be paid you know and yeah yeah it's like now well it's like and that's when we say like okay now now you're into the diet <laughs> you know it's like now you're in because when because when it's early on and it's real easy and everybody oh this is great and it's like wait a second you know because it's it it, it, it's, it gets harder and uh, and that's where the sophistication of the transition comes in and all the stuff i talk about to try to make that process to understand it and make it uh, easier and better but uh but you know i'm looking looking on here so is some of the the pictures that's on your instagram or are these like some of the like the transition type of stuff that you would eat like well, of course it looks pretty and <laughs> i got inspired by looking at some buddha bowls what they call and i yeah using spinach and that is like salted spinach with a little olive oil and falafel pieces with a cream and garbanzo chickpeas with tomato sauce and peanut butter just a little scoop of it and uh, baked uh, sweet potato and under all of that is a huge salad mm. okay help. yeah i see it now yeah, yeah. it to help uh. like not make it too sludgy but still it's not the best it still is combining too many ingredients you know and i know that and I, it's like you say i know all of these principles but still it's like being rebellious about it and <laughs> yeah like yeah not following it to the t but and i that, don't feel yeah and that's it's like that internal battle you know it's that internal where you're like ah. and and that's and that's the only place where the the, the animals keep it moving forward to where it your body it, it it makes it harder to tolerate the, as many mixtures, you know, where this, so then you're like, okay, maybe I'll take one of these out, 
But uh, but no, nah, but this is a realistic, tr- good tr- transition at when you, at at this stage at this point, and because uh, I mean early on uh, in my transition, I mean I ate plenty of beans, I ate a lot of beans and refried beans, regular beans. Uh, you know, I never always was conscious to stay away from lard. You had to make sure to look <laughs> at the can because uh, yeah, if it's not. It'll be lard. It'll say lard on there, so stay away from those. But, uh, and those, there, those are things that I'm always open to talk about. The tra- I just I don't always get questions about that part of my transition because people are all most interested in fasting and they're interested in like, well, what do you eat today? And it's like, well, I could tell you what I eat today, but that doesn't tell the story because I used to eat. The, in the early days of the transition, I was, I was eating a lot of beans, but I was always have a big raw salad with it. And, uh, and I would always have, and I was doing the enemas every day, you know, and so, but, uh, definitely, and then it got to a point where my body was just like, why don't eat this? <laughs> like, just cause it was create so much just bloating and gas and just like, ah, and it wasn't coming out and the enemas good anymore. And so, my body just got to a point where it was like, okay, you're you're done with with beans, at least the way I was eating them, and uh, but but in the I went had to go through those those periods and those. So I'm not promoting, and I, I'm not, and this is where it gets delicate with the tra- with talking tra- about the transition in the public way because it's like, well, look, I'm trying to show what's possible, and I did a real long video where I was at what I eat in a day on the mucus's diet. And I went sort of like year by year of what that looked like for me as a case study, because I don't eat the same way that I ate years one through five is that I eat now, you know, to 19 years in. But, um, but this is all, yeah, it's, it's, it's like tra- transition, transition mode. And, yeah. Uh, those persimmons, persimmons are from the garden. Hmm. Yeah, my mom waters the the garden like every day. So this time we got a a good harvest, and they're still ripening most of them. I actually have one here. Let me show you. Mm. So this is the one from the garden. Mm. Yeah, it's this is getting ripe. Yeah, and this is a commercial one from. <laughs> Probably California or something. Yeah. So the difference is the type of persimmon. I don't know. There's like two types. Um, mm. This is, I don't know which is Hachia and Fuyu, but yeah, it's one of each. Mm-hmm. And to me, homegrown, it's much better. Like, yeah. I, not many homegrown fruits, but peaches, uh, which were much, much sweeter than the uh, store bought. Mm. And papayas, also papayas, much more sweeter. And it's what you get from mm. wood, like taking time to grow it and water it, you know, and not just a production line of fruits. But it's, yeah, we got some space in, in the garden for the fruit trees. And it was uh, from the very beginning when we uh, remodelated, I don't know if that's the word, we rebuild the place mm-hmm. renovated yeah 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 and it was the main focus from the beginning like let's plant fruit trees for nice. the future you know and they're right now most of them give some good fruits yes 
that's that's nice and so that's yeah so that that's that's a good consciousness because that we all need to learn from to start you know growing our own food mm-hmm. and, you know, growing our own fruit no my dog wants the persimmons yeah <laughs> put them away it's <laughs> funny all right so uh here we'll, we'll look at one more we got the uh stuffed, stuffed sweet potato with and vegetables and a side of broccoli that's done steamed, steamed broccoli. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That way, just a little bit of avocado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I, it doesn't, it's not as transitionally clean as you can be. And food combining is definitely not in there, you know, like. I didn't respect that much, but because uh, like the cleanest way would be no avocado on the salad, maybe just a drizzle of olive oil mm. and the potato just baked on its own with mm. whatever lemon juice or something. Mm. That's how I like it. But sometimes I want to go a little more chef, you know, a little more gourmet. Yeah. And do something that's beautiful and it's already beautiful on its own, but the whole dish is yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah, you get into the plating and, and, the, and the the art, the art of it. Now, I've I definitely have had. I mean, I had periods that that where I was eating like where it looked like no, it didn't look as pretty when I put it on a plate. But I mean, in terms of what is on here, I was eating this stuff. You know, this is a for when I think of like years, like three, four, five, I mean, that of practicing the diet, uh, definitely was having, uh, you know, that kind of stuff of baked, baked sweet potato, beans on the side, some steamed and sauteed vegetables with a huge salad. That was, uh, that, that was a very common, common type of thing. So, yeah, I mean, you don't want to be suffering the whole time, you know, it's not about suffering, it's just like taking it at your pace, maybe recognize when you're going too slow and should mm-hmm. do some harder work, but i rather live this way than the mentality of I have to stay 100% raw and I gotta clean. I gotta eat clean, you know. And now, like, and you yeah. even and 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 you brought up some of the the eighty ten ten folks and stuff. And that's a great case study in what happens when you don't abide by the rules of the transition. Is they created an entire dietary concept based right. b- because they didn't want it. They didn't want to do the transition, so they'll say, "Well, I'll be raw until four o'clock." <laughs> hmm. I mean, it's basically, you know, it's like all this, just avoid, just to call it what it is, transition. And then they was getting into, because they're real into the calorie theory, they, I guess they got into the, the white, going back to white rice and eating, uh, I guess it's vegan pizzas or whatever they were doing with the, with the white flour and all that stuff. And I was, they, they lost, they really lost me when they, they started doing that. I was like, well, why just eat some, eat some cooked baked sweet potato or something. What's that? What's this white rice for? But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know, man. And I mean, some people that don't follow the mucosis diet have the school, like Dr. Savvy's teachings, you know, and, 
and they also agree that the starships are no good, but it's different. This is a whole different thing. And, right. and that's what attracted me to it because I don't tend to be a follower of, of ideas in general. Like I like to uh, read and inform myself and build my own opinion. And to me, this is like something that changed me forever and I can't ever go back to the old ways in my opinion. And it not only changed me, but also my family and the people around me. And that's something that doesn't have a, you cannot buy it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a real deal. And I remember the very few days, the first few days of the lockdown and the whole COVID thing. And, and I was like, I want to hear what Spirit has to say about it because I knew you had something good to say, you know? <laughs> and yeah, when I looked into your videos, I was like, nah, this guy. Yeah, it's it's all true, you know? Like, I relate so much to what you and, and brother say, and it resonates so much to my inner inner standing or whatever. And, and yeah, man, I'm such grateful for, for having found the diet, definitely. Yeah, man. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about your artwork. We we see some pieces back there behind you, and uh... yeah, that's basically the the collection. I mean, you got brother Air down there. I don't know if you can see. Um, I can. I could get closer if you want. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, you can take us over there and give it. Give us a tour of your your gallery. All right, so. We start with the mucus monster. It's, it's well, it speaks for itself, you know. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what you feel when you are overeating mucus and and not doing your animals, you know. <laughs> right. And then we go to the arid um, torch. Mm. There we go. Yeah. And that's basically symbolizing the passing of the knowledge of the generations. And there's a torch, there's Eret, and it's like, I don't know, like, I try to portray the sun of some way, like some yeah. sort of sun in the universe. And then it's Eret with the grapes. Nice. Yeah, <clears throat> background and it's a portrait that's using the mucus design, I think. Mm -hmm. yep. and, and yeah, that's that's all what came through practicing the diet. I like was inspired to to paint this and still have some more ideas, but time I need I need more free time or spend less time on the bike maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's you and brother Air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those were blew my mind when you had sent those when you showed us. I was like, "Whoa, this is this is cool." Yeah, these are one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, I like the details in the background, mm. the air spirals, um, and yeah, that's the anima bag, which which was actually my first. <laughs> yeah, which became, I I know you use it in your video. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be nice, and I, I think of like other versions of, of doing that and applying the same like anima concept but differently. And mm. yeah, 
not keep painting, you know, it's something I I really enjoyed back then and haven't done done it because of of time situation. Yeah, like, yeah. Time, but maybe I will get into it soon. Yeah, that's something you know the the muc- mucus free arts movement is mm. uh, is not not dead. It's it's always <laughs> always moving. You know, we got the a whole bunch of. Uh, new music that we're gonna be releasing with the you know Professor Spear Brother Air Fire Music Project. We're gonna start pumping out a lot more stuff, and uh, we have uh, Q. He's he's been the, the resident artist doing some mucus free art as well uh, uh, recently, and yeah. so uh, yeah, man, that's uh, and I just uh, here's the <laughs> I went back to your three three hundred and fifteen weeks ago. We had the, uh, we, yes. yeah, that was, yeah, when you po- posted up the raise the bag, and, uh, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's a classic. Then we got the, that's classic too, the baked, baked banana. <laughs> <laughs> baked banana. It looks like was that, that was that, uh, baked apples and prunes in there. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Yeah, and some jam, fruit jam. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, my like basic, most classic stewed fruit dish. And if I want to go a little more fancy or a little more gourmet, I might just split open the the plantain mm. and it up with the uh, with the apple too. Mm-hmm. Maybe top it with a little of that fruit jam. Yeah, it looks better, and in the end, it's gonna all mix in your stomach. So. So yeah, I don't know. It, it's I call it a uh, stuffed banana boats. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of my favorites, and especially in the winter time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. These are some. Yeah, these. This is this is back walking back into the, the history. No man. <laughs> look, yeah, here we go. Some of the fruit art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to do them more often, definitely. It's, and I used to go to the park. I started in my house, uh, and then I went to parks, you know, nearby parks. And when I had the car, and I just loaded the whole cases of fruit and went to the park, did the fruit art. Mm-hmm. On my birthdays, I used to also do some fruit art representing the number like 22 23 mm-hmm. yeah that one was a really nice one one of my favorites for sure yeah now did you did that was now how many people would be eating and drinking on this was you were you just like juicing a lot of it and eating it oh was this all you or was this the for the family like, <laughs> that, that's that question the million dollar question many people think it's all for me but now nah, i also give for my family, you yeah. know, they also digging the fruit and the coconut water. I was the only one, me and my older brother were the only ones who could open them, uh, the coconuts. But mm-hmm. uh, it's not, the whole thing is not for me. And it takes like two weeks to to finish, you know. Um, right. Depending on how much I, I got, but <laughs> on the system too. I don't know if that's... Yeah. What's up? These look good. And that's we, we and me and brother Air would talk about that. We would be jealous of all this fruit <laughs> that you got down there. These 
These pineapples, I can make short work of pineapples. I can go through pff, uh, crazy really, amount of pineapples in a week. These are really nice. And mm. one is I've noticed over the years, fruit has definitely gotten more expensive. I don't mm. know if you experienced that in the United States. It's, it was already expensive where you're at, but uh, yeah. definitely. So how uh, much is a pineapple? Nah, it's still it's still cheap compared to in the United States. Uh -huh. I like one pineapple not bought in the typical supermarket, but on the street, the fruit vendors should be at the most two two dollars, two okay. US dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's well. There's a so even we have it depends on where you go because there's crazy price differences. So most of the pineapples that I get are. They have two for four dollars, mm. or they or they're like two for five dollars, and so it's either like two bucks or two fifty. But then you can go to another store up the street that doesn't have that deal. There's a particular store I go to that'll have that deal. If I go to another store or even like the Mexican market, they it's like five dollars for one, four or five dollars for one pineapple, and so I avoid that and try to go to the store that at least has them for for two. But uh. But then, yeah, I went to uh, yeah Puerto Rico. It was like six dollars. <laughs> it's crazy. It was like five or six dollars for a pineapple. Uh, it's too it's uh, too touristic. I don't know too tourist. Uh, yeah. Puerto Rico. And I also traveled a few months ago. I took vacations and went to the south of Mexico to the mm -hmm. and it's super expensive. Like everything is expensive. All oh, the tourist areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely want to avoid tourist areas when you're looking for not expending tons of money on fruit or food in general. Yeah, and then I went to that's a hundred days and different like kind of kind of messages I wanted to put out the air. Yeah, yeah, this is you're in your yogi mode here. You look like you've been, you know you about to you fasting and you know, you... I was full on like right in there you know and it's nice to look at it and i'm definitely wanting to experience that again but mm -hmm. right now, like in the limbo you know like yeah like, it's, it's it's the transition because see a lot of people think that wherever you're at that you you have to just keep going up and up and up and up and they don't understand it's like you, you're gonna get a taste of that you mm -hmm. go through period you get a taste of you know you get into these fasts and you you go Long period of time eating fruit. We don't promote that, but your body sometimes allows you to do that or will call you to do that. And sure. you experience that. And it, you it's very heightened. You you you, it's, you like, whoa, you just experience in the full beneficence of the universe and the love. And, mm -hmm. and it's a whole experience. And you can get addicted to that experience. But then your body says, okay, we gave you that experience. Now you have work to do. You see what's possible for you. You see how good it's possible to feel. Now, let's go. Now you gotta, you gotta pay for the reparations of your your bloodline. You gotta really get into this deep cleanse, and and that and then that's that's what it is. And I think people often don't they don't understand that where you you experience that those high levels to give you a taste. And then it's like now, okay, now the reality is you have work to do to to attain that, so you can to so that you can live there. 
And uh, it was a lot of people, they want to just live there right off the bat where it's like, nah, you, you gotta, you can experience it, but then you got work to do. Yeah, it can lead to trouble. Like if you want to go too fast and it's too much for you in like too little time, you're definitely going to run into problems and you see people showing like loss of hair or teeth problem mm. or like that kind of stuff and you want to avoid it and you want to take your time because if you see it as a, I, I don't know why people get into it, but if you see yourself as practicing the diet for the rest of your life, you definitely want to think like mm, way ahead, you know, not in like, uh, 30 day mentality or right 30 years 40 years and if if it takes i don't know a couple of years of a slower transition for you to get to another level and continue you know and get over the hump to me it's worth it because it's only two years out of 50 60 i don't know you know like however much god grants you but but yeah, it's you got time and you know and and I like the idea of for example I was thinking like next year I'm gonna I'm gonna really focus on it and stuff but don't leave things for next year. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can start right away, like today or in the morning tomorrow. I don't know, but it's a restart every day and and I don't I know sometimes you you wake up and you're like all hyped and I'm going to be mucusless and by the afternoon you're eating your beans. You know? <laughs> right, yeah, nuts and raisins, yeah, your beans, and yeah, yep. It happens and it's all right, you know. I, I, if I can I, uh, get a message across is take your time, you know, and respect the principle as much as you can, but take it easy, it's not a... It's not a race of any sort, you know, like of no sort. So, so if you wanna really be here and not end up like eating chicken and saying it's because of the protein, yeah, you take it easy and eat your beans, eat your sweet potato, eat your salad, your dressing, and because I often remember there's been times when you and brother Aaron mentioned like we could have gone slower. We could have done it slower. Transition could have been slower. Mm -hmm. Personal uh, path, so you you had it that way. But it can be done, and it can take longer, you know. And and it's okay. It's all right if you take five years to get over beans or ten years. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And and for and don't be alarmed if you so you could spend some time you get off of something you think you're off of it forever and all of a sudden that craving like 10 years later a craving comes back and you and you and you eat it again and you might eat it one time and then never eat it again or you could eat it that one time and then you could be eating it for a, a while you know a little while but what ends up happening is when that it, it becomes less and less and less now the famous story is brother air with his uh 10 years into practicing the mucus's diet he out of nowhere he started getting this craving to have uh, uh peanut butter and jelly on toast because he was doing the toast as part of the mucus's diet and then arnold Errett mentions putting peanut butter on toast 
as uh, if you need it for transitional purposes. And so he started doing peanut butter and jelly, which I can't couldn't do. You know, I tried that early on and I couldn't that mixture didn't work for me at all. But he he did that for several years. He was eating that. He would dur- during the day, you know, had his fruit and his and you know all the transitional stuff. But then in the evening with that evening meal, boom, it was time for the the uh, that you got into it. The uh, uh, and the, uh, the the toast with the uh, with the peanut butter and jelly, and you know it was like. That's what the transition's about. That's what it looks like. And uh, and he just kept doing his enemas and, you know. I don't blame him, man. I, I never got into the peanut butter thing, I uh, like jelly sandwich. And I always looked at it as pretty much uh, from the United States. Like, mm. not something that we Mexicans do, but it's gotten more <clears throat> into our culture mm. lately. <clears throat> But when I tried it like a few months ago, I was like, oh, I see, like, I see why brother got in this, you know, it's really good and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's, it tastes good and it definitely can be addictive and mm-hmm. it, yeah, it can go out of control. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so, so luckily for my body, it, it, it just, just like no, you <laughs> didn't even give me the option to to go too far down that road. But there's stuff that I eat or ate in my transition that brother Air never ate or never would eat, you know. And so it's just everybody's body is uh, is kind of on its own little trip. And uh, I think here's what you were talking about the uh, oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, the yeah. bananas or plant whatever the, the plantains or bananas. It uh, looks nicer than having them separately. <laughs> Like a yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I see where yeah, you put it you, you split it and kind of put it in there and then you could yeah, cut it and eat it with a, with um, a I people would eat that as a dessert even in the pizzeria, you know, like you can fit in like you can put something mucusless out there and mm-hmm. people you know. Yeah. But yeah, people mostly forget about the cooked fruits and and there's people that are too into the cooked fruits that forget about the raw food fruits. Yeah, yeah. And you got both sides, but to me, they have to be used. Like sometimes, uh, vegetables won't do it, and raw fruits won't do it either. You know, mm-hmm. something called stewed fruits that does something to the fruit. I don't know the cooking process. Raw food is will say like it loses its vital energy or whatever yeah, it's enzymes and all that yeah it just makes it more comforting and definitely denser but like the energy you get is a little denser but still keeping it mucusless so mm-hmm. it's key to the transition and i wouldn't skip the stewed fruits in like nah yeah. it's something anymore. yep yeah and you hit it right yeah right on the the nail right on the head. Many practitioners of the mucus diet healing system, even vegans, don't really consider eating stewed fruits or experimenting with these foods whatsoever. And uh, yep, and that's and that's a problem. And uh, we try we try to rectify by just telling people like, hey, you know, bake. That's why one of the you sign up to get into the Insiders Club. One of the five free recipes you get, I I believe, I'm pretty sure, is the baked banana surprise. 
with yeah. The, yeah, which was something that I at one point I had that almost every day or every other day for for a while. I would not say years, but because I would have periods where I wouldn't do that, but there was a period. This very important meal because <coughs> uh, that was helping me get off of other stuff because it was just it was, it was filling, and it was, I'd have three baked bananas. That was kind of my magic number. It was like three baked bananas, then the like natural applesauce and and I wasn't making my own. It was it was like natural applesauce from a jar. And uh I would like try to get organic or something. And then uh then dates. Uh the the real just real nice majul dates on top of that and that was that was the combo for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you think about it, even if it's canned fruit or even if it's refried beans or like, there's a big, big difference. Your galaxy is away from your original diet that once right. you were, as you know, on and and yeah, to me having mm, yard uh, fruit jam and not eating like that. Body parts, you know, it's a <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole, and that yeah, that gets on my nerves when when raw when raw food folks kind of talk like that, where they where it's like, well, I ate cooked food. No, what type of cook? Because because not all cooked food is the same. Mm-hmm. Like you said, galaxies away eating uh, yeah, cooked bacon bits and and. Law, cow tongue is way far away from eating uh, some cooked, you know, baked baked banana <laughs> or baked baked plantain. It's a whole yeah. whole different reality. I believe many raw foodies like would definitely benefit from adding stewed fruits. Maybe if they don't want vegetables, mm-hmm. having right. raw, but the stewed fruits you cannot miss it. Like it's super super key to maintaining sanity i think because sometimes you get like too intense and yeah you get too hardcore that dude there's no need for that and just bake four apples three apples you know to it and add some raisins and chill you know that's actually what i felt the first time i ate it it was the first dish i decided to eat cooked right after like doing two and a half years of the raw food so mm. i was all right let me do some stewed fruits which is what i consider the least uh dense uh, instead of the vegetables instead of the beans and going straight into it i i wanted to do it transitionally so the first time i ate the apples the stewed apples i was like this is it mm. this it like <laughs> it changed my mood my general energy like yep and it's not bad to feel it's not you're not meant to feel bad for eating something that's good like you say it's not the same as eating a beyond sausage than eating a, a i don't know steamed broccoli or something mm-hmm. there's many many levels many of- levels yeah as, as the as the kids say there's many levels to this thing <laughs> even in the plant-based world yeah 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 yeah, def- yeah definitely so uh so yeah man well, this has been uh it's been great having you on here on the program 
and uh, kind of reminiscing a little bit going through. And I definitely encourage folks to uh, to uh, check out your Instagram, which is uh, a lot of great. I think yeah, you have it on, on private, so they have to go go through the screening process. <laughs> Yeah, just send me a, a request and I will accept you and gladly follow you back. And be, yeah, I just want to keep doing my thing and keeping it real, you know. Like, I could have I could have just gone in here like, oh, right, I'm, I'm still, like, super mucusless and perfect diet and this and that. But it's not the point, you know. Like, who cares? Like, that's not that's just misleading you know because i've been in this thing for almost a decade now and i can tell you like you will go through many different levels of eating and you have to really accept where you're at right now and if you don't feel good about where you're at just think of how you're gonna change it and overcome your personal bump you know and pump or whatever mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's been a pleasure to be on your podcast. I I always watch your your shows, and I can't believe I'm in here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, I mean, we we always just really appreciated your vibe and you know what you what you bring to the table and just the great in showing the food because that was never my thing. Was not a was not a big food show in person and making it pretty it's not me or brother air that was that's not what we do and so uh it's always great to see you know you you posting up your the beautiful food and uh in the transitional meals is that's as we even said years ago that's something that we need more of and more people coming forward to do that just because that's not what we do is uh is really show off what we eat all the time and that kind of thing and, uh, and so I think that's that's great and it's important. And I try to reinforce it going back saying like, look, like this is like what I used to eat on in different periods of the transition. And the one thing that I always tended to do was I would I would would visit, always make sure to visit mucus free days. And so I would get in a mode where I'm eating the beans, I'm eating the just all the, the mucus lean stuff, or I might even have some processed vegan patty or something with the all, oh, but I'm always going to have the big salad going on. And then I would visit, I would, you know, I'd either maybe fast for a couple days and hit the reset button or just do, do a bunch of enemas on a couple days. And, you know, I would just hit the reset button uh, enough, you know, or have the days where I'm eating nothing but fruits and mucus-free vegetables or something you know i'm just it just sort of breaks it up and so that that was a, a technique that that i kind of get into in that kind of situation but definitely you know there was those years of eating those things and then there's still stuff that i eat today that's not perfect as is everybody and so it's just it's just about the transition and uh it makes it more beautiful in my opinion mm. like being real and being open like you know it's part of it you cannot just pretend you always eat like a piece of romaine like straight romaine from the <laughs> right and just a couple of bites of cucumber and like we all have been in the standard diet and we all know how addictive the food is so it's understandable to 
wanna eat something different other than leaves, you know, sometimes from time to time. And and the goal, if it's your personal goal, is to be on the fruits and the vegetables, but the path to the other is not definitely gonna be exclusively eating fruits or vegetables, you know, like raw, not even to mention raw. I mean, I like the philosophy of fruitarianism. I, I do believe in it, you know, like only eating what Mother Nature offers and that's leaving the seed for, for it to grow another tree and produce more fruits. And it's the most sustainable and, and delicious food out there and the most ideal for the human beings. But yeah, it's you have to really not deserve it because we all but gain your your way to that diet because you don't want to be promoting a clean diet of only fruits and vegetables and be looking like you're not happy or or physically you don't look because when I always looked at you and and brother you all guys always look good you know and to me that's important because you want to have a good physical example personally I used to show my dad some fruitarians which of course I'm not gonna mention any names but uh. he, he used to be like uh, I don't know like they don't look as healthy as I picture it you know mm. like so and with you guys I can see how the transition has definitely done its its job you know because you go too intense and things don't always end up as you expected maybe and yeah just the moral of the story is take it easy, you know, take it easy, but just do it and and live your life as you really feel happy without harming any other people, you know, make your best and do your best and be happy. That's, that's the idea. Most definitely, man. So really appreciate you, man, and, and all the, the work you've done and just keep keep doing your thing, you know? Yeah. I'm coming back with more stuff. You, you'll see Spira, definitely. And it's such a pleasure to be part of this community, which has definitely grown a ton. And I'm so happy to see how the videos have gone. Well, not better. They were, they were always good, but definitely more. Uh, yeah, you put more work into them. And yeah, the, the evolution. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. And how? Sure. And I know one question. So, what? How old are you now? Because I'm sure that's a question every people <laughs> gonna be asking. I'm 26 right now. Okay. Turning 27 in February. Yeah. Nice, nice. But I've been in this for almost a decade, and and I can tell you, you're definitely. If you heard all the Mikos desire, if you're interested in it, if you wanna do it, don't think twice. You know, you're definitely on the right path and you have wonderful mentors that are right now are here for you you know like who knows in the future what will happen with the meta universe and whatever you know but <laughs> right but right now this is you have like all these videos for you and all this knowledge available so use it you know and and be smart about it yeah don't sleep on it all right beautiful man so i appreciate you and Bye. I will talk with you real soon again. Yeah, see you soon, Spirit. Thanks so much. All Have right. a great day. All right. So that was a great session there with uh, Israel Frutal. Definitely 
check him out on Instagram. Give him a follow. Give him a like. Uh, great stuff on there. And, uh, and I appreciate you for tuning in. This has been uh, wonderful to catch up with my good friend Israel here in front of all you. And hopefully that you've gotten some out of this discussion because this is a very important discussion about the realities of transition, mucus's diet healing system, things that often aren't obvious to people for some reason when they're they're coming from the raw food and they've sort of if they framed air it as hardcore raw food like i said i'm i'm into that i'm not we're not it's not anti-raw food it's just there is a reasonable uh and logical transitional methodology that a lot of people are missing out on that people need to be able to sustain raw food and be more mucus free because it's for us it's mucus free is the operative concept and the operative word in the destination we want to be mucus free so i'd rather see people be have periods of being mostly mucus free and if there's eating cooked mucus free foods that's to me that's better than if you're raw but you're ha- having you know six and seven sitting down at a to a meal of like six or seven avocados and and, and big glops of uh, of of uh what's it the raw some of the, like the raw nut based yogurts and the raw you know it's like there's a there's a transitional place for that stuff but when you get into that and that's all you're consuming for the for years and, and you know now your the mucus is building up cuz this stuff is mucus forming and so Always encourage check out Mucus's Diet Healing System. If you speak Spanish or you have uh, Spanish family members or folks, definitely recommend forward them the uh, our Spanish edition of the Mucus's Diet Healing System that was translated by Israel, and uh, as he he gave that beautiful testimony of a family member of his that was able to improve their life at the end just by they had basically put her on the uh, when she was on her deathbed put her on the mucus's diet and she was able to uh extend her life she decided she's she's an adult she when she got better she felt better she didn't want to continue eating that way she wanted to go back as a lot of people do you know a lot of people that's been a tradition of the mucus's diet they'll use it to get off their deathbed people will use it as the healing system that it is and heal themselves from from death but then don't adopt it as a lifestyle just kind of go back to the uh, old way of life and 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 it's not really logical but addiction's not logical and so i encourage people instead of waiting until you're on your deathbed and remembering oh years ago decades ago i saw this this guy Spira with these videos, he maybe is, and it starts making sense to you. Then don't be that person. Don't wait for twenty years or ten years or something, or you start blowing your nose and you're coughing up phlegm, and you start remembering, hey, that mucus guy, what was he? He was talking about something. Like, no, don't be that. Get into it now. Like, take this is the best time. This is the best time of your life to get started right now. Check out the Mucus Diet Healing System. If you're already into it, kick it. You can kick it up a notch, or just just re- or focus on the groove. We use a word like the groove. Get into the groove, plateau point groove, because because you should feel it. It should feel good, and 
is if you if you get to a point where it's not really feeling good, you're probably pushing too hard. You know, so back ease up a little bit. Get back into we show, showed you some things here. A lot of people don't they don't talk about that on diet baked baked and stewed fruit. That's mucus. If you see somebody talking about that within the context of a diet, that's mucus's diet healing system. I've never heard anybody else talk about and really champion baked and stewed fruits. And so it's very, uh, very important, uh, uh, as Israel was saying, very important space uh, for of the transition, you know, a place, a destination, some place that you hang out for a while and, uh, and get the benefits of the, the baked and stewed fruit, baked and stewed vegetables, mucus free vegetables. I mean, that's that's where it's at. So thank you all for tuning in. And again, uh, I want to thank our sponsors, NordVPN. If you'd like to support the show and you don't have this privacy protection that you should have on your computer and on your cell phone, uh, click the link down below. Get up to 72% off uh, when you check them out. NordVPN, uh, great. I've used them for almost a decade. Uh, protect your privacy. Protect yourself online when you're searching. You don't need governments having access to what you're looking at and where you're surfing on the web uh, protect yourself with nord vpn and uh, so yeah and as always i truly appreciate you being here until next time peace love free. and breath we are mucus free we are mucus free we are Lucas free. We are Lucas free. We are Lucas free. We are Lucas free.